Introducing Bluehost Cloud, ultra-fast WordPress hosting with 100% uptime. Want a website with unmatched power, speed, and control? Of course you do. And now you can have all three with Bluehost Cloud, the new web hosting plan from Bluehost. With 100% uptime and incredibly speedy load times, your WordPress websites will be dependable and lightning fast on a global scale. Plus, your sites can handle even the biggest traffic spikes without going down or lagging. And with Bluehost Cloud, you get 24-7 WordPress priority support, meaning you're connected to WordPress experts anytime you need them. Not to mention, you automatically get daily backups and world-class security. So, what are you waiting for? Get Bluehost Cloud today by visiting bluehost.com. That's bluehost.com. Salutations, everybody. It is Maddie here today with episode 193 of the Ham Radio Podcast. And it's me, Carrick, with ACG. Oh, yeah. Let's go. Okay. So, let's just get right into it, man. We're not gonna. We're gonna cut out the fluff. We're gonna hop right to the Flickabuck intro because I want to. I want to just get that thing out there. We gotta figure out a way for you to hear this. By the way, Flickabuck. <laughs> this is the best part of the show. Anyway, if you want to support the show, uh, keep the lights on. We got ten new patrons this month on my end, uh, which is pretty pretty good for my humble little channel. Uh, big thanks to everyone who's been joining lately. Uh, it means the world. Uh, you can go ahead and get early access to the podcast. You can also get exclusive videos for the Patreon, Discord access, and the list goes on. But like I said, we, we got a, a nice, healthy amount of topics today. Let's get right into it. Let's start off with Days Gone, which got a swath of impressions this last week. Um, I did not have a chance to play it. A lot of YouTubers did. A lot of press did. Um, but we have gone through some of the impressions, and we're going to give our impressions on set impressions. So, Carrick... What did you think about what you saw about Days Gone? Obviously, there was the before and after. Because beforehand, hype was low. Um, excitement really wasn't there. People thought the game was going to be like the Sony dud. Now we're seeing impressions come out relatively positive. Have you peaked in curiosity? Or are you still kind of sitting there like, meh? I am sitting there like, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's, it's very hard to be. It's one of the most blasé looking titles I think I've ever seen. Like, I don't know how to describe it, mm -hmm. but nothing, ca like, even, you know, Red Dead, Arthur captured me. Or uh, uh, Odyssey, Cassandra, and Alexios captured me. Right. Oh, like, there's something that couple. usually captures me. <laughs> <laughs> um, and for whatever reason, nothing in that game, like, every time they show something, I, I'm more and more... It's it's almost I don't know how to describe it, man. It's weird, and I'm sure you know that'll change when I play it if it turns out good. But it's just what I'm seeing. Nothing about it's made me go, oh, I see. Instead, it's just like there's some zombies, there's mm -hmm. a vet, and there's a motorbike, and the guy is Whitwire, right? Sam Whitwire, whatever the guy yeah. from Star yeah, Star Wars Whitwire. Unleashed, yeah. right? Yeah, Unleashed. Yeah. Which I was just playing Isn't recently. That the <laughs> oh, were you? Yeah, yeah, they just. I am right on that. Unleashed, yes. right? Yeah, yeah. Is that what you they're are called? Correct. Yeah. But I don't know, man. I don't know. I just, I saw a couple people say it's what you expect. It's an open world game. I saw some people say it was pretty fun. But I didn't actually, I didn't really see anybody lit on fire. I also didn't see anybody said it sucked, which is good. Like, yeah. I didn't see anybody, you know, hammer it. I, that's the thing. I think expectations were drastically low because we're so used to riding that Sony exclusive high. Like, every game's a right. home run. And when we don't see them marketing the shit out of a, a Sony exclusive and everyone's talking about it on Twitter... Uh, I think yeah. that the, the, there was the adverse effect where everyone's like, this must be absolutely awful. And when it's not absolutely awful and it's a 
good experience. Um, I think right. a lot more people were taken back and, and willing to come out. And like you said, they, there really wasn't anyone who was like, this was bad. Um, but yeah. to me, I think one of the best headlines I saw attached to it was actually Kotaku of all places, which said like it was called like AAA the game pretty much. Like they said, it's got pretty much like the, the standard for every AAA title. Yeah. Almost to a sense of being generic, right? Like you've got your open world, you've got your collectible audio logs, you've got zombies, which I know like that's not really a standard, but like it's it fits that generic theme. Um, right. You know, there, there are those occasional encounters in this world. And I'm sure uh, when you account for the motorbike stuff, like, you know, taking the, the gas and, and putting it back in, because there's, like, apparently a fuel limit you have in this. Mm-hmm. Um, there, It doesn't seem to have any twists and turns in, in the formula to really make it stand out. It seems right. like a, a standard third-person uh, open-world game, which is sort of a Sony staple when you when you look at all of their exclusives. Mm-hmm. Pretty much most of them are third-person open-world titles, so I guess it kind of it fits the narrative there. But uh, it doesn't seem to really be separating itself. And I think a lot of folks are just burnt out on zombies. I don't know. For me, after even reading the positive impressions, nothing really jumped out of the screen like, whoa, I want to play You know that. what we're missing, Maddie? It just dawned on me. You just said, holy shit, it just dawned on me. There's no, this is going to sound really weird. Mm. Bear with me. There's no, there's no meter. There's no new meter like in the game. There's no new, um, there's, yeah. there's, so like, there's no health, there, not health. Uh, there's no like infected meter. Like, let's say you're infected and you have to burn it down like Dead Rising. I'm not saying this is bad that it's missing. I'm saying it just dawned on me that there isn't one. There isn't anything yeah, with the, the alien. Fuel, right? Yeah, except for maybe the fuel. And State of Decay does fuel very well already, and it's a zombie game. Yeah, and and that's the thing that I noticed as I read through these impressions. Because here, I'll read this little blurb. Yeah, please Polygon, do. And tell me what you what game you think of. In one early scene, I'm required to work my way through an abandoned motel and gas station, picking up medicine as I go. Specifically, I need a part to fix my bike. The first part, first time I play this level, I go stealthy, sneaking around, making use of distractions by throwing stones, and supplementing my progress with a few quiet zombie takedowns. The freakers aren't stupid, and I note their different behavior plat- uh, patterns. Then I play the same scene again. I try to alternative plan. I fire my weapons. I charge into melee attack. I make lots of noise. This time there are much more challenging. Uh, it's much more challenging as freakers home in on me. They are difficult to kill and mass, but I prevail mainly by isolating my attackers. Does that sound familiar? Especially like that first part. I'm working to my me. It way. just yeah. It just sounds a lot like every Far Cry game. I was thinking Far Cry. I was also thinking State of Decay, which you mentioned earlier. But that, like, oh. that's what really jumped off the page at me. I was like, okay, this is like a triple A State of Decay, as far as I'm concerned. Maybe so, yeah. That may have yeah. a better story, um, and may have does it have co op though. Mm, don't I don't think so. No. Okay. Yeah, but yeah, it may have a better story. Yeah. Because what I've seen, like resource management on a, uh, I don't want to call resource management in State of Decay light, because it's a very integral part of the design, but it's not like bend over backwards, we're going to break you, right. like Darkest Dungeon, um, or or what was that one 2D game in the house? Um, very, very sad post-apocalyptic oh, that, game. Oh, This War is Mine? Yeah, yes, that one. Yeah, yeah It's not like yeah. that, um, but it, it's manageable, but enough to keep you engaged and i think what you're gonna see is a lot of people who only play playstation games i think really like this because state of decay you know if, let's say those those people who play the ps you know, your bottle was completely clear there is it completely yeah. clear we like, joked about that look at that <laughs> is that not the craziest <laughs> holy shit <laughs> 
That is <laughs> Isn't that awesome? I lost my train of thought there. I just like I saw you pick it up, and I was like, because you see the liquid <laughs> moving. I was like, that's there's still something yeah. in there. Yeah, it's exactly the right color. Oh my god, that was amazing. Um, oh, what I was saying was maybe even these people who play PS4 exclusively did yeah. have a 360. And they did play the original State of Decay during the Xbox Summer Arcade, and I believe it was 2013. I think even then, that was so long ago, and it was so dated even for that time period, that yeah. when people experience Days Gone, it'll be fresh, it'll be something that um, is exciting to them. And it's not like me and you, and a lot of other Xbox players who, you know, we tinkered in State of Decay already yeah. recently. Um, and, and that was it's even their state of decay. Like exactly. I think I honestly think it's like Sony's response to it. I think that's what it's turned into, because when you read these impressions, a lot that jumps out of the pages, it's a slicker, smoother uh, version of that. Obviously, there are differences like, you know, you're not recruiting a camp and uh, yeah. building a base and whatnot. There are absolutely identity differences. But in the terms of collecting supplies, you know, searching through abandoned places, crawling about stealthfully you don't want to make too much noise or else you know a horde comes your way and that's a little difficult to handle uh that type of stuff um really sets it apart but yeah man i like i said it's not the only reason it's on my radar is because april seems to be like the, the low month of the year so far like every 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 month's been busy but april seems kind of like all right we got mortal Kombat, we got days gone that's it it's also so that's the thing is like State of Decay, janky for sure. Don't get me wrong, mm -hmm. but um, it's got a pretty good mix of the way the the um, zombies work, and uh, it's got a very dreary, very slow, uh, everything's falling apart kind of feel to it. And this one could probably do the same thing, but I haven't yet seen what the zombies are supposed to add. So like almost every game we played, Last of Us even did their zombies, but they did it with the cordyceps mushroom. You know, or or fungus, yeah, and turned I, it I into a that. fungus thing. Yeah. yeah. So it's like, what's this game? You know, hordes, right? We've seen that, and they're fast. But Left for Dead had that. So what I'm wondering is like, what's going to be the shtick to make yeah. you to make you go, okay, this is what I want to get into, where maybe I didn't get into the other ones. Like, what's going to grab a person for this? Right. Um. So okay. So to, to clarify, because I have a, a point to add to that. What you're kind of asking is, okay, what's what's that like special zombie type? Because sure, they can send hordes our way, but for example, the Left 4 Dead 2, I'll bring up what you mentioned, had the um, fast zombies. The, the witch, though, that like yeah, that was kind oh, of like an additional right. layer. I forgot her name yeah. exactly, but um, they had that one girl who was incredibly powerful and really creepy, and was like, oh god, it's her. Like we don't want to shoot her, we want to avoid her, and it had like a layer of tension. Um, I think what Days Gone's approach of that is maybe. Uh, let's see here. We've got human scavengers that you can encounter. Sure. Okay. Um, there are small childlike freaker, f freakers called newts hanging around in packs looking to exploit the weak and wounded. In life, they were children, adolescents in the carefully parsed language of the game's PR. Now they are little more than animals. Hmm. So little kid zombies, that could be... Yeah, little, that would be sort of creepy, to be honest. Yeah, a little bit Especially creepy. if, like, what if you're hurt, and that's only when they come out, because it said they go on the weak and mm -hmm. wounded. So, like, what if you're hurt, and they hear maybe the sound of blood causes them in particular to come out? That could be that could be pretty cool. Um, it says, by nature, I'm inclined to t uh, towards avoiding fights where I can, but the game also rewards me for taking out enemies. When you kill a freaker, you can collect one of its ears, 
and then you trade those for currency, which allows you to boost weapons and buy stuff. So could that be it too? For some reason, the ears of the I don't know, but the yeah. idea that you're the... chopping off the ears of children is fucking awesome. Yeah, that's kind of fucking ridiculous. <laughs> that is. I've never heard something like that before. That that's pretty. That's pretty grim. That's uh, pretty grim. Yeah, so that's pretty grim. I guess maybe the hook here, as we look deeper, is you've got different types, but generally they all seem to hang in packs. Like they said, yeah. I don't want to shoot near a freaker because then more come and attack me. I don't want right. to get hurt because then the newts come out and chase me while I'm weak. At least based off what is said in this article. Yeah. But then you no, want that, to engage with them so. because you want the currency so you get stronger. So then the hordes don't matter. Um, yeah. Also, I saw a lot of environmental kind of weaponry where like people were blowing things, which, yes, it's been done. I certainly don't want to say it's never been done before. But right. um, it seems like that might be a big deal in this game, using environmental things to like protect you to um, to stop um, the zombies blowing things up. It'll also depend on if they're just there. How many games have we seen? It's like red barrel. I know I'm supposed to shoot the red barrel, and if all if all the gas matters, if gas matters so much, the gas cans wouldn't be sitting around because people would collect those, obviously right. as their own kind of currency. So that'll be interesting to see. Also, he is a vet, right? If I remember right, he's a vet. He's a war vet. So, you know, can you set up traps and stuff? Like, like almost like Viet Cong traps. Can you set up, like, you know, tree fucking trunks, trunk spiky swings and shit, which could be great for taking... Like, imagine causing a horde to come up a hill that you have a trap set up and they hit it and you take out 40, 50 zombies with one huge, mm -hmm. you know... With one huge uh, punchy pit kind of trap. Hey, this will help because we were talking about meters earlier, and I'm sure someone beat us to a punch in the comments at this point. But, yeah, probably. But yeah, there says they say focus is one of three meters, along with endurance and health. Uh, it allows me to slow time, make use of the combat wheel, which is a sophisticated, oh. powerful piece of the interface. It brings up weapons and explosives, as well as decoys, health boost, and on-the-fly crafting. Uh, I've played with a lot of combat wheels, but this one feels like it's been designed with due care and attention. Okay, cool. So there is cool. that third meter. Uh, but see, I'm not. I'm not hating, by the way. I should specify this. But this kind of reminds me of how I felt about uh, Middle Earth, Shadow, uh, not Shadow of War, um, Shadow of Mortal. Gears of Shadows, Shadowing, whatever. Yeah. It's, I know what you mean. Yeah. yeah, and it did a lot of things very well. I'm talking about the first one, by the way, uh -huh. because the, I know the sequel. A lot of people had gripes with it, but the first one. It did a lot of things well. It stole a lot of people's hearts. It wowed a lot of people. But everything it did well was done in another game. And it was almost yeah. a, a mishmash of 40 different concepts from other games outside of the Nemesis system. That was its own original thing. Um, but it was all these different concepts from other games that they put into their titles. So they're like, hey, let's yeah. do Free Flow. Let's do Assassin's Creed Towers. Let's do you know the ubisoft objective system let's let's do all assassin's that. creed battle like there was it was it was legitimately multiple things from other games just yeah, smashed together exactly and, Lord of the Rings. and I, that's what i'm getting from this you know it, it, it's got the the focus meter which how many how many meters have we seen slow down time and yeah open up the weapon wheel or or i wonder if it means apply. like maybe you can't what if you can't pause this maddie and like the focus is how you do the weapon wheel while not getting emol right. That, that so maybe great. you know, like a Dark Souls, even though I know. So maybe you can only pause while you're at a, a camp or something. But any other time, the focus you have to, you know, you like you need to be a certain amount of focus so that you can slow that time down and use that weapon wheel and switch out quicker than you normally would. Mm -hmm. Reload quicker, maybe switch weapons quicker. I could I could buy into that. I'm yeah. still not into it though. If that makes sense. Like, 
I think the most the most popping thing was like the currency. I think that that sounds cool <laughs> because that's like a mix between like do I fight and kill now or do I just run yeah. and live another day? I would like if there was a, a minor penalty for if you if you die because then you know what happens if oh I'll, I'll kill these zombies they kill me and you're like ah oh, whatever okay I'll just avoid them this time. What if you had a little penalty for dying or something along those lines? I think that would be that would be really, that would have been really smart for the game because it doesn't. From what I've read across the board, nothing's mentioned about. Do you think though that it's like Spider-Man, where if you die, you—I st- mean, you have a checkpoint? Because I would rather have a checkpoint than like an open, like because w- uh, otherwise you're alive forever, right? Like it, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? So I don't want my guy dying and then yeah. being. It, it fights like, against the concept of the game if you have a penalty. It system. does. Yeah. 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 I yeah. guess just so my like, thought I'm... was like, you you can just go into combat, fuck up, and I'm not saying right. that every game has to punish you if you fuck up. But more so, it's just that 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 trade off there of do I kill or do yeah. I not becomes a little less tense because you know there's no there, you know, real penalty exactly right. It's like yeah. if I if I succeed here, I blow them all up with a grenade, for example, and steal all their ears, which is a sentence I didn't think I'd be saying in 2019. Uh, then you benefit, but if you fail and you just load a checkpoint and you get all your it, shit it, back, it'll be very cool if whatever they do, if um, so. I sort of like the idea of the focus stuff. It it depends on how the like how many zombies are also in the game world, because that's another thing I don't. I mean, I I see them. You see those big hordes, but um, if there's not a lot of zombies in the normal spots, and there's a lot of ability to move around and stuff like that, that could be really cool. Because then you do have that tit for tat of like when I am making sound, am firing, what have you. Those hordes come, but if not, then I can sneak around and do what I need to do. But I'm not gaining focus. I do like all the, all those elements for sure. If that if that's again, if we're not doing what we did with Spider Man that one time, and suddenly I was off on a tangent talking yeah. about fucking co op Spider Man suits, <laughs> like I don't want to do that and get too blown out of proportion. But yeah, yeah, here. I mean, some of that sounds. I cool. think I think this would be a great thread to uh, dig into here. Um, there are a lot of takes, so I'm not going to go through all of them. But um, I'm on uh, Reset Era. And there's a bu- it's like a preview thread. And so it's kind of got a general summary of what most people had to say about the game. So we'll start off with Push Square. A day's gone, though it is exactly what you expect it to be, but perhaps that's a reductive way of looking at things. The production values are almost on par with Sony's premier first-party studios, which is impressive when you consider Ben's back catalog. And the gameplay loop appears to be very strong, limited resources lending a real sense of tension to each and every encounter, whether they're with the living or the living dead. The bike adds a unique twist as it becomes your sanctuary out in the field and something that you need to plan around. But its own idiosyncrasies Mm -hmm. aside, this isn't reinventing the wheel. And if you're burned out on franchises like Far Cry, boom, you said that earlier, then only expect Deacon St. John's inaugural outing to rip up the rulebook, even if it does look like he has a rebellious streak. Press Start says Days Gone has the potential to be another stellar game in the first party lineup, but a little less confident than I have been in the past few years with games such as God of War and Horizon. Everything is there. But it'll be how well it's brought together over a 30-hour 30, 30 period. Uh, let's see here. Power Up says, There's a great deal more that I want to see out of Days Gone. Thus far, it's a huge open world filled with zombies, hordes, human enemies. I even saw a zombie bear in another player's screen. But what's really having me intrigued is the world building, modding your bike, and reputation, and building reputation with camps around the world. Um, we read from Polygon... Uh, we always go from Game Informer on this show. I also learn, learned that off-roading isn't off-limit. 
that each uh, botch landing or collision has consequences. If you're methodical about looting, you'll generally be all right. As with the gunplay, the bike's overall handling seems significantly improved since I last played it. There's a nice sensation of weight to it, and it's about... Uh, it sounds absolutely amazing. They did cheat us on uh, to the second tier of upgrades, so I can't say with certainty how the upgrade paths flow or whether it requires a lot of grinding. The bike is a constant part of your journey, so it'll be a worthwhile investment regardless. All right, sorry. Now go on. Well, I was going to say... Do you know what all these comments remind me of? And especially because some of them are using like completely different descriptions than others that they also came away with it, not knowing exactly how to explain it. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? So like, I know exactly what you mean, yeah. I've had US Gamer on the channel a couple times on streams. Uh, he, you know, he, uh, usually I would say I align with him. Like we, there's been multiple times where we've worked together and I sort of, I sort of know where he's coming from. Like I like his context. Um, but he described something completely different than like game than like Game Informer, which was somewhat different, at least from Polygons, and that's also different from Jason, uh, um, the dude, the journalist, uh, Jason Schreier. Sorry, I was trying. Yeah, to no, that's all right. I apologize. Um, you so go. you have all those people all using sort of almost like their own verbiage because there isn't verbiage that's dr- mm-hmm. that's driven in during. So, for example, there was a verbiage driven in with Horizon, robots, dinosaurs. Right. Apocalypse, right? Here, zombie, it's all a lot of the stuff we've already sort of picked up on. Mm-hmm. But one thing, this is going to sound like such a stupid bitch, so I want to make sure nobody thinks I am actually would ever hold this against a game. Deacon St. John might be the worst name I've ever heard in my <laughs> life when it comes to the generic deacon, religious, St. John, religious, oh, but he's anti-government. That, like, something about that just seems a little... It almost too forced. intentional. Yeah. 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 Um, so it, you whenever you see a preview, I almost like it when they all hate one thing or like one thing, because then I know they all, they all came out of it with, with something that was focused by the game. And this game feels, it. yeah, it feels very unfocused. Even in the coverage, it feels like they're unfocused and they didn't know how to describe yeah. it. This is what happened with Watch Dogs 2, by the way. Watch Dogs 2, there was the, oh, we're hackers. But once the hacker jokes were done, there wasn't uh, there wasn't a lot of emotional resonance for everybody to say, this is how I felt about this one thing, because there it was just sort of blasé about it. It was just sort of here. And right now, like, I haven't heard a single word of any of those previews that you read that even indicates traps, for instance. And if they were a big deal, I think one of those guys would have said, but one of the amazing parts was... Putting down traps, right? A a constant theme throughout all these previews that is, I enjoyed what I saw, but I didn't know X, Y, or Z about this part of the game, right? Man, I don't know, dude. I don't know. That's nerve-wracking. And that's why I, like, as you dig in, I'm like, you know, you guys saw clearly a vertical slice. That seemed to be the case. Like, they saw a very, cut this out, show them it. They're like, yeah, they, they didn't show us the second tier of upgrades because why? The game comes out in a month. It's clearly done. Right? Yeah, so, zombie bears. We got that. So zombie bears could indicate the ability of it to pass to animals, which is cool. Mm-hmm. But does a zombie bear is zombie bears the only thing? Because are there zombie chipmunks? Can the chipmunks kill you? Can a zombie bear cause you to get zombified? Have they covered if you can become a zombie? If that's even a worry in the game? I, I don't think I mean, I've I seen think it. That would be yeah. mentioned in one of the previews, right? Right. So. How's everybody else a zombie and not you? Maybe you're uh, uh, not allergic. What's the term? Immune to it. Measles. There's nothing wrong with that. But if you are immune to it, then why would a bear 
because humans and bears usually, you know, for the most part, wildlife doesn't, you know, exactly translate to humans uh, with their diseases. So it's it's just it's a little blasé. It's a little bit um, unfocused in in what everybody's saying, which yeah. scares me. I mean, I think Metro has the most straightforward take of them all. They say because I was scanning while you were talking. They say the bike controls are fine, the gunplay is fine, the stealth is fine, the dialogue is completely bland, but still better than many games, and the graphics are good, but not amazing. Limited, no doubts, by the processing power needed to have so many zombies on screen at once. I think that's probably the most like direct, like, here's what's good, here's what's bad take. out of That is, of out of any of those, yeah. And Jason Schreier, I thought, um, if that's mm-hmm. who I remember, he did tweet, and I remember he said something like, all the something about open world and then was like but does nothing special which i think is what we're going to find out until people play the full game and you get the story because the story might be the big part six hours in a 30-hour game or cutscenes. so that was one of the things they announced uh what last week where they yeah, said there's about six hours of cutscenes. some people, some people no but that's like, a lot of story that is a lot it's a lot yeah it's 20 that's that's six hours in a 30-hour period is a lot of story which i think indicates it could be cool because you know what dude we don't always need you and i've talked about this Look at Spider-Man. It didn't necessarily have the best open world aspects, but it had a cool Correct. story. Mm-hmm. Hey, if they can nail it with the story and they're not like State of Decay where it's, where it's a little bit more procedural, like, but in... Right. Right? I, I'm okay with that. Right. Because what, what what could happen is you could have what Spider-Man did, you know, tailing off your example. Is I thought Spider-Man had a serviceable enough world, but Service. you had strong yeah. gameplay and story yeah. to really kind of level Book up. in those field. moments. Right. Yeah. And so, yeah, yeah, this could happen here where we can have you know, I guess a pretty solid gameplay system, a serviceable one, but the story could be the thing that brings yeah. it over the top. Yeah, I, it could be very cool to see them do a game that doesn't overstay its welcome. Because we, we, we are getting into the point to where you can't beat Odyssey, the fucking thing's 200 hours. As in, you can't mm-hmm. beat it time-wise without, you know, having millions and millions of dollars, and this and this doesn't. Um, you can't beat Horizon because they have dinosaurs and robots, which is, it's like a combo. That's that's like right. fighting Mike Tyson. He's already kicked your butt. Right. So to me, if they say, hey, you know what? We can't beat State of Decay. We're going to add some of these different elements, but we're going to thrust a story in here that's actually, you know, then you're looking at almost a, a, what's a Last of Us kind of situation, where Last of Us was the same way. Lots of story, mm-hmm. but not really a huge open world when you really consider how there, there wasn't a lot of things to do. And in a way that could be very cool. What if he's on his way somewhere? Right. Like, or what if he needs to do something till he can be on his way somewhere? What if he's dying? And mm-hmm. this is, a, you know, this is like about him. Die- like it could be very cool. That could be, yeah. uh, honestly, that makes me more excited in a weird I, way. I think the difference between this and, and for example, last of us is the last of us seemed to have more of a, like each section was incredibly focused and, and, when you encountered gameplay, like three people could be extreme threats. And I think the animations were some of the most fascinating you ever saw. Like you punch a guy and then if you're close enough to a wall, you sort of like forearm shove him up against that wall. If there's like a glass on the table next to you, if you keep hitting the melee button, like you'll just grab that naturally and smash it over his head. Uh, That type of stuff is what I think really brought a game like the last of us over the top where this um, I don't think a ton of zombies on screen really does the trick. You know, I think we've already been exposed to yeah. that a lot of times. So what, what's going to have to do the heavy lifting essentially would be the story and the gameplay. Because, mm-hmm. um, you know, certain special selections aside, like uh, we'll say a, um, a Bioshock, 
I'd say that the, the audio tape days for me aren't nearly as impactful. I feel more connected when I see something unfold or if it's kind of like a treasure trail sort of thing, like you find a note and then you kind of environmentally, you know, you, you pick up cues on the map and you track to the next note. That stuff right. is more interactive and I appreciate that more than just listening to the audio of someone getting shot and going, oh no, man, what a nightmare, right? Like I just, that I don't connect as deeply with that anymore nowadays. I think it's a bygone yeah. method and now with technology and, and storytelling moving forward, I think it's got to be done in other ways. But uh, we, we will see in due time if Days Gone is a hit or a miss. It comes out April 26th. So now let's move on to the opposite end of the spectrum with JRPGs. <laughs> so Octopath. Very opposite Traveler. end. Yeah, completely Unless opposite. it was like a, a fucking Sims. There's yeah. no other opposite end. Yeah, and I mean, we're, we're not even talking about a, a console game at this point. We're talking about a mobile title. So Octopath Traveler is getting a prequel game on mobile. Uh, the rest of these reports, by the way, come from Game Informer. And I think, oh no, one of them is from a different writer. Normally it's Imran Khan, but this time Jason Guisao is also in this mix. So anyway, uh, all credit to them. Let's read the article. Square Enix is seemingly happy with the Switch release of Octopath Traveler, announcing that it has shipped 1.5 million copies since its release last summer. They're so happy that they're expanding the series out and putting the next game in the series on iOS and Android. Uh, The new Octopath Traveler game adapts the same style and gameplay from the Switch version, which explains why Square Enix patented the HD2D phrase a little while ago. The... Oh, I misread. The prequel game also makes some additions to the battle system now incorporating eight players into battle i didn't know that higher than the switch game uh while square enix has hinted that the series will also likely get a console sequel in the future for now octopath fans have a mobile game to tide them over that functions nearly identical to the switch game with a brand new story square has also teased projects related to bravely default series as well but those could be end up uh, could end up being mobile ports too you never got a chance to play Octopath, right? I did not. Oh, what a great game. I really. I, Everybody I, says so. I think it probably is one of the best on the Switch. I really think from, so, from because when you play it, uh, it could actually sort of slot a bit into one of those categories we were sort of putting Days Gone in, of the, oh, it does a lot of things well. Now, I think it's art style is what makes it stand out, and I think its combat system is only done by Bravely Default, which is from the same company who made it, so it's sort of a... A company identity but you know there are a lot of jrpg tropes in here but right. it, it ended up being one of my favorite games of uh this year or last year sorry because um it just by the end when it all wrapped up it wasn't even like oh that was such an endearing ending like once it concluded you spend 80 hours 100 hours with the game and i think that lasting impact when i walked away and said that was you know that was a good game and i'm happy i played that uh, it's hard for games of that length, especially nowadays, man, where every game's got to be so fucking long. Um, yeah. it, it's really special when a game can leave a good taste in your mouth after such a long journey. Cause, you know what's weird? Yeah. It reminds me of something, Maddie. It, but it's not the same. I don't know why it's reminding me of this, but the way you're describing it reminds me of the South Park games. Mm. For some reason, as in how I feel about them when I'm done, I mean. Mm-hmm. Where like they're that they're that length of game, they the cool role playing, and then when you done when you're done, you're like, wow, that was fun. Like that was just yeah. an incredibly solid game, and you have some good memories. From exactly, it. exactly, man. Because like 
you know, there are games that I'll always remember Kingdom Hearts 3, I think. I know that game has, is flawed in many ways. We've talked about that a couple episodes ago. But, like, I, I don't think a game will ever break me at the end as much as that one did. Because that I just that series was attached to me growing up. And so many life moments were attached to it that, like, it just the ending was so impactful. But right. it doesn't always have to be, like, how can we hammer the gamer? How can we make them cry? How can we make them excited? Like, sometimes they just tell their story. They wrap up nicely. They understand what they're doing. Um, they understand the type of game they are, and in turn, you just kind of walk away like, hmm, that was really good, you know? And that's the thing, is when I beat Octopath Traveler, I was like, that's probably not going to be on my game of the year list. But as time went on, it just like, you, you almost it's almost like digesting food. Just over time, I got to digest the experience, I was like, wow, you know, that was actually really phenomenal, and there's nothing quite like Octopath Traveler. Um, and that's me also telling those of you who are listening, who have a Switch, that if you're into JRPGs, you should give it a look. Um, I think it's a bit of a slow roll in the beginning because you got to get all eight party members and each of them mm-hmm. have their own stories and they're not necessarily interconnected until the end. So they feel like just eight separate people, but in a group, so to say, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Um, it's one of the game's flaws, but I think it, when it all ties together at the end, it does it in a very marvelous way, which usually is a pet peeve of mine. In JRPGs and, and stories in general, I usually can't stand the at the end, oh, look, you're all connected somehow, but... Uh, the way they do it in this game actually makes legitimate sense. It ramps up in a, a pretty mature fashion. Um, so to, to see that there's a prequel, the game had some really cool characters that didn't have a chance to, I don't want to say be fully explored, but some side characters that I would have loved to know more about. And um, knowing that there's a prequel, I don't know if it's out now or if it's on the way. Is it out now? I'm curious. Hold on. Prequel release date we'll try that Mm. Square Enix says it plans to release the mobile game in Japan this year but a North American release date has not been confirmed damn it Mm. why does this happen this is why I'm learning Japanese because I this would not bug me at that point (laughs) I don't have to be bothered at that point well anyway I think that's fantastic news. Does this get you more interested in the series? Yeah, if it's... So, here's the problem. I have an older phone. So, mm-hmm. like, it also depends on if... Not super old, but, like, at least a year or two. So, it also depends on how it'll run. Right. I don't think it'll be super demanding, um, just based off what the game looked like on the Switch. I mean, it ran on Unreal Engine 4, but it was it was a 16-bit, as they say, HD 2D type experience. If I hear more people talking about it... Um, and you know, you know how it is where like you have some time and people are talking about it in a, in your chat or something. Right. Then I'll, honestly, what would probably happen is I would probably just, I would probably just go to the Switch version. Mm. Like it's just one of those things where it hit, and I'm pretty sure I was just busy, and it was like, I mean, and it also probably didn't hit me graphically exactly perfect. Oh, but really? um, see, I thought that was like the yeah. most enticing part. Well, that's because once I saw the streams, it was. But when I first saw it, it wasn't. It was when I needed to see it moving. Mm-hmm. There was something about the screens that were not working for me. And then once I saw, like, because I watched your stream, and then once I saw that, I was like, okay, this is actually more for me. And then again, I think I was just too busy. So yeah, to me, was July it, 2018. It, it, yeah, if it comes up, there's probably a chance that most likely I would end up just going ahead and getting the 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 Switch version. Right on. Yeah, I think the the premise of a sequel could be really cool for this game, uh, just based off how the story wrapped up. And I'm talking about, for those who have played the game, I won't spoil it, but, like, the true ending. Um, 
like I said, it, it, it closed some threads, but it left some stuff open where you're like, oh man, like I want to spend more time in this universe. Um, and I think with some solid feedback, they can do some really special things with the story and create like one of the best JRPGs easily. Um, cause Octobat Traveler is fantastic, but I don't think it's like a best of all time type, type JRPG experience. Right. But a sequel for sure. If they listen to some things with storytelling, I think that's the only thing that was really holding it back. Cause it really takes a, a, a decent amount of time to, to get a flow. To get rolling. It. Cause yeah. you get, you get, cause literally it plants the seed for eight different stories, one chapter after the other. So you're just repeating chapter one, chapter one, chapter one, and they're all level gated. So you gotta be like level 26 to go to chapter two. So you got to play that might have stopped me too, to be honest. Right. So you're bouncing around all these different stories, and it can get a little bit taxing on on those who just want to have like a straight run through a narrative. Um, But that's why late game, when you hit the forty hour mark, which I know sounds like forever, but I mean, like, there's a lot of interesting things going on early on to keep you hooked. But once you get that forty hour mark, and you're like, okay, it's easy to level everyone up, and I can bounce Mm -hmm. between these stories uh, with with fair uh, with much ease. That's when. Um, it really takes off because now that everyone's leveling up fast, you can just go to whatever story point you want and, and kind of straight shoot it. But like I said, it does take time, and that's one of the flaws of the game. So um, I do hope they're listening, which I imagine they are. They seem to be wanting to expand. I'd say that's why they're they're making this move. You know, reach out to more people. Yeah, for sure. Reach out to more people. And a game that works perfect mm-hmm. or could work perfect on that technology too. Yeah, but I think actually now that not, – we say that it might be for the adverse effect of kind of what you said. You were like, if I hear enough good things about the prequel, I'll go play the switch version. Exactly. And I think that's exactly. what they know. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and if, and if then, if it's really cool, I mean, I'm assuming the mobile version is going to cost less, which is pretty normal. Mm-hmm. So like what I'll probably do is like, if, if I end up going back and playing the, um, it, the, uh, the normal version on switch then if the mobile version is 4.99 14.99 it, i'm sure it won't be 60 i've never seen a mobile version be that much. i think it'll be free then, to play i think i read it would be free to play with micro then they'll, yeah then there'll just be a higher chance of me going and getting it cool 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 all right moving right along we've got ourselves a little battle royale chat this one will be interesting so uh Basically, the developer, uh, the director, I'm sorry, Hiditaka Miyazaki um, for Dark Souls is interested in making a Battle Royale game. So in an interview with Telegraph, he uh, had said that he would like to, he said these games are definitely fun and they're definitely interested in the patterns they are taking. And if they did it, it might be different, but we're definitely interested and there's definitely a possibility of that in the future. We'd love to take a crack at them someday. So that, that would be... That would be something else, man, because what you're seeing now is a, a genre where developers, like, see the popularity. Yeah. And, like, you know, everyone wants to take their shot and, and insert something into this genre. Um, and, oh, my God, if, if the Dark Souls director did something, you know it'd be, like, grueling, tough as shit. But I imagine it, it wouldn't be, like, a 99-player thing. I think it would be a more condensed, like, 12 players. Yeah, and they've tested multiplayer, you know, on Dark Souls and stuff like that. Right. So, um yeah, the idea of this, I, I was, a lot of us were talking about it in the Discord and talking about, oh, you know, what does this mean for them? I don't really think it, I don't think it means anything other than that's just a director saying we see what's popular. Not that we're going for it, mm-hmm. but we, we see what's popular and we would like to try something there. I think most likely those are the guys that would look, try something, and then if it didn't work, they wouldn't force it, which would be my hope. I would hate to see... Right. Those guys, or you know, as somebody who's known for fairly good long-term success, to be like, yeah, we tried BR and just have it fucking suck. Because dude, BR is hard. Like yeah. people think BR is easy. 
Go look at how many games on Steam are BR, Maddie. There's yeah, fucking insane. 800, and they're all dead. They're all dead. And yeah. Apex comes out, nails it technically, by the way, which a lot of BRs don't day one. It didn't have a ton of, I was able to get into games for the mm -hmm. most part. Like, so it's a hard space to enter. So the idea of like 60, yeah, I agree. I don't think they would do that. But the idea of maybe somehow, like, imagine six against six or something. Or, you yeah, know, or teams of thinking. three, right? Like, imagine teams of three where you have a character where you can hold everybody with, like, a, you know, trap them on the ground for a second. And then you got your fast character leaping in, doing some damage. And, you know, you could you could have some cool stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Because, like I said, I think if they did a, a Battle Royale game at all, it would probably be more condensed. I, th I agree with you on, like, when they express interest, like, I think there's a lot of sizzle on that word is interested in making a Battle Royale game. Um, I think people forget that they're human, so, like, they think, like, the big name, like, Hidetaka, Hidetaka, sorry, Miyazaki, like, represents all of From Software, and he will make the call, um, and to a sense he can, he's a director, but, you know, we, we've heard plenty of directors express interest in various genres, various types of games, but they don't happen, just because they're interested in it, like, these guys are creators, yeah. right? Like, I'm interested in 5,000 different projects I could do. I'm sure you are yeah. too. I'm sure many game directors are, but it doesn't mean that they're always going to pursue those. But exactly. I, I would definitely love to see them try something like that, right? Because um, there's certain developers that you hear, like I'd say a Bethesda Game Studios, I'd hear Battle Royale. We talked about that a couple of weeks ago when they announced the DLC and we said that mm -hmm. the Nuclear Winter, I think it was called, mode or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, we were like, oh, it's a battle royale. Oh, that could be interesting. But also, like, I don't think of BGS as a company who can make a good VR experience. But I think of someone like a Dark Souls director in FromSoft, and that would be really cool to see, I feel. Yeah. Because it's more meticulous. It would be, uh, it would definitely craft its own identity. And I think that's what makes those VR experiences stand out. Yeah. Yeah. So do I. Also, price. Like, what would those guys price it at? Yeah. Yeah. Um, what what would it offer? Because I'm going to be honest, Apex, for example, I've really stopped playing because it's only one map. And yeah, I get it. People get mad about that. But um, for me, like it, each one offers something different and it feels mm -hmm. like theirs would be theirs would be completely different than, let's say, PUBG, which is different than Apex. Um, I actually think they're one of the few that could probably probably do something that would fit and be unique, unique enough for people to want to jump in and, and watch. Right. I don't know why, because I'm thinking of, like, For Honor, because I've been playing it recently. Great game oh, gotcha. still to me. Um, yeah. I was just thinking of, like, how the teams are assembled in that, how the combat is, and, and something of a Souls-style game, but with uh, a similar approach to map design that game has, where it seems like in that game you can take out people environmentally. Uh, it's very much, you know, you can get in kind of deadlocks where you're sort of circling each other with your weapons ready and you're waiting for someone to strike first. Uh, there's an amount of uh, intensity to that, and I imagine bringing that tension into a BR, where you know it's one on one. At the end, you're in the middle of the circle. It's you and some samurai or something like that, and you're both just like squared up, ready to attack. And it's this epic setup for a final battle uh, to get the victory. That type of stuff would be really cool to see in BR, I think, because we're always talking about looting guns and putting attachments on those guns. But imagine if you could swap out your blade for something you yeah. get a different hilt a different handle different set of armor armor is a pretty standard thing um shields rather but uh, imagine like different plates of armor that type of stuff i think that would be cool uh, a very cool addition to the the br genre
Also, they have be- they have uh, bonfires in Dark Souls, so it's like you could work something around bonfires. Mm-hmm. You know, there's there's there are definitely some things you could, oh, absolutely. You could work out. Absolutely, I would I would love to see it. Pretty much is what I'm getting at. All right, and now we shift over to DMC Five, which is really making the waves. Capcom in general is, and let's talk about yeah. that. So you played it, you reviewed it. General yeah. thoughts, general consensus. Yeah, I mean, other than the level design, which make no mistake, like it definitely is. I mean, it's definitely you run from one spot to the other, locks you off. You do battle. It's all about the battle system and the complexity there. Um, I would warn people: don't play it on easy. Don't, mm. don't play it on the normal difficulty. Unfortunately, you can't switch during the game. But um, if you play it on easy, I, it's pretty easy. It's pretty easy. <laughs> So really? I wouldn't have thought. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty, it's redonkulous to be honest. And mm-hmm. so, um, the 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 normal difficult. So you have human, demon hunter, and then another one. And I don't know if it's a spoiler, so I'm not going to say the name of the of the third difficulty. But there's a, one that unlocks. And um, I heard about that it, one. That one that unlocks seems to be probably what you would consider to be medium hard. I find this game to be one of the easiest Devil May Cry's ever, but I think that's because it's not really about that. It is it is all about the rating. It's, it's almost like it's changed. In the past, it used to feel like games were about rating because the difficulty was high. Mm-hmm. Here, here, it really is about style. It's not trying to prove you're up against enormous odds because you're not. You're all demon hunters. It's So they do the power fantasy pretty well because you are demon You are You should be able to kick all these dudes' butts. Like... But do you look cool? And the game is about that, let me tell you. There's entire cutscenes all about how amazing you look. There's a weapon you get and a cutscene that occurs that you're just like, when it happens, I mean, I was sitting here and it happened and I was laughing so hard going like, what in the fuck is happening right now? Like, it's hilarious. And so um, I would say it's, it is a great game as long as you understand it's not open world, right? It's not open hub. It's... It's not uh, Dark Souls with the twisting and turning, unlocking shortcuts. There's a couple shortcuts. There are certainly some secret areas you can find, but it's not about that. It's about it's about if you're a person who likes looking cool, it'll rate you on that. Um, mm-hmm. It'll rate you on how cool you can take out guys. If you do not want to and you want to play the story, you absolutely can without looking as cool, and you will have no problems with that. So let's say you have not played a single DMC game. Um, make sure to watch the video because I watched that video like four times and I played some and I still didn't remember all the story. So there's a video that's like the history of DMC. Just make sure you and it's cool because they say DMC one and they tell you the story. DMC two, they tell you the story. So that was cool because then you could go one, two, three. It didn't just go blur. Here's this fucking giant story and you're trying to figure it out. It's it's like one, two, three, four. Um. And then I would say, if you haven't, the easiest equivalent would be like, um, oh shit, what is an equivalent? Uh, near, but much easier. Mm, near was already well. Near, near was near is hard on. Hard, near could be hard. Near could be hard as you went up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I would say that there are a couple um, battles that are, you know, I died. Like, but you have the ability to buy uh, or find these gold orbs that allow you to resurrect. Plus, you can buy resurrection with your your blood money your the the blood mm. you gain and that's not incredibly difficult to get um sounds like I, uh 
Ninja Gaiden 2, although that didn't rate you on style, it was significantly easier than I thought the first entry, and it mm. gave you a lot of items along the way, and, and just kind of decked you out for, for just being a fucking ninja, demon-slaying badass. Yeah, and here's the thing. Stupidest microtransactions in a game ever, and I'll tell you why. Oh, because God. those fucking microtransactions are not going to help you learn how to do a combo, because the combos aren't normal. They're not XX, well, some are like XX old X, right? That's like your first combo. By the time you get to the fourth or fifth combo, it's like XX switch swords, XY switch, X. You're a fucking person who buys a bunch of microtransaction, which is the money. The only thing they're really going to get out of that is resurrection. But guess what? You're still going to get your ass kicked. If you don't like pick up on the complex uh, complexity of the battle system, and that is one thing, it is complex as fuckaroo. Like, right? There, there are some skills where, and they don't tell you, they tell you most of them, but then there's like once you figure out that one or two weapons can, I, I wouldn't call them infinitely be switched out, but you can, you can mix and match. For example, if you and I were playing and you didn't buy the double jump or the jump off an enemy's head then your secondary part of your combo is going to be completely different than mine. But if you do, then you can actually short stroke it. And so instead of holding A to leap, you you slide your finger off A real quick to the attack and you can sort of spin the attack and, and then do that. And then if you do certain moves, they reset your jump, double jump. So you can like be in the air for a long time if you buy certain skills and if you know how to do those certain things. So it's very complex to make it look cool and to give you the SSSX extreme, uh, that's the highest rating you can get. Um, so, so yeah, it's... Game Plus for you to carry over those skills? There is a new game. Yeah, there is a new Game Plus, And um, it basically just ups the difficulty. It's the the name, I won't say, but it, it, I, I even blurred it out in the review because I didn't know if people would consider it. So it's not really... You can consider it a spoiler, I guess. But you get uh, you get that. But the cool thing about the new game, dude, is... Every enemy you kill, and I showed a little bit of this in the footage, in the first game, they're announced. So it's like, who's the bad guy? And it shows him staring at you. And then it's like, fight. But in the next, when you unlock the next difficulty, you get that, but then it takes a picture like an Instagram. And it sounds stupid, but that was actually pretty cool. So like, it's like bug Instagram, because a lot of the guys you fight are insects and fucking demon bugs. And so he'll be like, you know, have this goofy look on his face, and it's like Instagram, and then it shows like a little blurb from Nico, the girl you're you're uh, you're traveling with, which right. I thought was was actually sort of cool, and would it wouldn't be worth replaying at all just for that, but it was cool. That was it was cool to collect those because you collect them and then you can see them in your library, cool, and all that stuff. Cool. And I saw there was like a multiplayer mode, right? That's well, called the um, uh, the C the C something the um, cameo mode. So some levels you can be together, but many of them, they're on the side. And you see this in the single player, too, because it'll take data from the uh, Internet and make a ghost, basically, of the other player. So as you're fighting, you'll hear, ah, ah, and you'll be like, what is that? And you can go to, like, a cliff and look off, and there's another character fighting. Wow. And what happens there is some levels allow you to choose up to three different characters to go through them, and you'll see them doing their stuff on a different part because cool. sometimes the way you go through the world is different. Also, the other character that is not Dante and is not um, uh, Nero, uh, his name's V, 
He's easily easily got the best fighting skill ever in the game. I think it's not even close. It's weird. Hmm. And like I would have loved to have been able to play every level with that guy. Like when he when you start when you finally get him cuz you go through a couple levels. This is about a 25 level 23 24 level game. You don't even you don't even start the story really till about the 12th or 13th level because the rest are sort of flashback things. And you get him, and dude, I'm telling you, it changes. Like, you're just sitting there. In fact, I was sitting there going, am I doing this right? Like, I don't understand. Am I fighting the way I'm – what is happening right now? Like, is this the way I'm supposed to fight? And Because uh, it changes everything. It's it's much more ranged, I guess, would be the easiest way to describe it. And uh, it was awesome. Like, he was – I made a joke about him looking like Danzig, who's a lead singer of a rock band, but he's like this emo, super skinny, tats, vest – he looks like a goofball. He's got his little cane. But when you start using his specials and shit, it's fucking awesome. He's so fun. So cool. fun. And so different. Right on. Nah, I'm, I'm excited to eventually play because right now I'm um, playing Metro. I, I got to get on Metro because like, I've, I've only played it on stream. I haven't touched it since my last stream. It's just something that hasn't hasn't it's a fantastic it's a phenomenal game i think it's just i think his characters haven't grabbed me and that's what's yeah like, sure i haven't like felt called back to the experience lack of voice as, as you said on his part i think it's really, a real I noticeable it's really thing hurting my drive to come back which is weird for sure because it was one of my most anticipated and i was like man i'm getting hyped like metro i've always loved metro um but i think the way they executed some of that the voice the lack of voice rather uh, which can be done all right in games is really harmed my interest in, in coming back i will well you it. pointed out something to me maddie you pointed out something i didn't even pick up which yeah. is that they make you by their actions feel like you should talk which other games haven't done it with a silent mm -hmm. protagonist so it's not as bad but you're the one who mentioned it you're like dude they make me feel like i'm like <laughs> the mp3s sorry, aren't playing yeah. or something like what's happening here yeah so I'll get to beating that, but I don't want to pick up a ton of more games because I don't. I don't want to because I got to beat God Eater Three. That is a great game. I gotta say, is it good? Yeah, I, I I'm really surprised by it. You know, it, it, I'm not a huge Monster Hunter guy, but this is like, imagine if Monster Hunter wasn't 50 minute missions and instead they're five minute burst missions, really high action, flashy mm -hmm. combos, deeper combat, not deeper, but as deep of a combat system but with its own identity. Doesn't really stay in the shadow of Monster Hunter, but but is a Monster Hunter game. That's cool. kind of what you're getting here. Uh, not that great of a story, but not bad by any means. Serviceable, as we mentioned earlier with other games. Um, yeah, it's a, it's a really good surprise this year. I don't think it'll crack any game of the year list. Maybe like my hidden gem list, but that, that'll probably be it. And then I've been playing Dead or Alive 6, which is a good fighter. <laughs> I, I like it. it. But I will tell you this. <laughs> they were like, we've toned down the boob physics. No, and I'm like, dude, I'm, no, if they, they have... Not. Wow, what what did they look like if they yeah. if that's toned down? Yeah. The first time a character, the first girl walks out, you're like, "Damn, son!" Yeah, you're like, "What it, the f damn?" Yeah, yeah, it, yeah it's, it's crazy. It's ridiculous. Yeah, I've played De De uh, Dead or Alive since the third one on the original Xbox. Um, mm -hmm. I was kind of oh yeah for sure underwhelmed by five, but mm -hmm. six Me I too. really like as a fighter. I really really like Dead or Alive six. Um. It's obviously I, I'm not touching its story. There's no there's no reason. I do not play Dead or Alive for the story. I play right. for like the the high impact fighting combos, uh, accessibility, but depth. And this one has easily, easily, hands down, the best tutorial of any fighting game I've played. 
hands down. I will say this, though. I don't know if you agree, but um, so I've, I noticed one thing. The zoom-in mode, when you smash somebody, the um, the extreme punch mm-hmm. at, the, at the end of the combo, it doesn't zoom in on two of the girl characters ever. So it zooms in on everybody but two, and I had heard that it was going to be only the girls were not going to have zoom-ins at all, which, so it's noticeable. So I think it's the, the dark-haired, dark, long, thin-haired Asian girl. It won't zoom in on her, no matter what. Hmm. So it'll, it'll do a flash, which I thought was weird. But secondarily, I think their input's a little weird in the game. And maybe this is me, but I had a problem understanding the tutorial, the difference mm-hmm. between a way and B... And a way plus B. Gotcha. And then, does that make sense? So, dude, yeah. I the tutorial for Jung Lee or whatever his name is, the Bruce Lee ripoff. Oh, John Lee, yeah. Fuck, dude. I was, I was in there for three hours. I was like on <laughs> move 45 going, what the fuck is it asking me for? Yeah, yeah. I, I get that. I agree with that. Okay, I, I okay, think, cool. I'm I think it's got a fantastic then. tutorial, but I think sometimes it does. the button inputs. Because there's the tutorial, then there's command training and combo challenges. So yeah. if you don't do the full tutorial, which is like a 40-step breakdown, and it's got yeah. every single mechanic. Every single mechanic. Game, which is yeah. why I think it's fantastic. But mm-hmm. if you don't remember something from that, and then you go into the combo challenge, which I think is what you were doing. Maybe that's what I did. Maybe I did that. Yeah, Maybe I because did that. then you'll see like H plus K, and that, that means hold and kick, which is on the square and the, and the circle button, which is across the controller from one another. So you're like, how do I press those two at the same oh, time. Oh, dude, yeah. And then yeah. you realize, oh, if I press R2, that's H and K. Yeah. And then you realize, like, I think punch and kick can be done through L1. And sometimes it'll say, like, um, towards and then do a punch and kick and then punch, punch, kick. But all the inputs are cramped together. So it yeah. looks like it's saying, like, forward punch and then that's kick, exactly punch, right punch punch dude yeah. i was so stressed out i was so yeah. stressed out and and jung has the thing where he re you can do the dragon stance so you like punch punch forward punch away mm-hmm. and he'll go he'll he won't punch he'll go like wah and he'll mm-hmm. he'll like drop and i'm telling you dude i love that you can press the right thumbstick down and see it right away it'll say do you want to see it demo you just you right stick right. and he yeah, instantly does move yep. But I was watching it going, I'm not even doing the first, whatever I'm doing isn't even indicating the first move he's doing. Like, I'm not doing the move right. And um, that was the only thing, I, that was the only issue I really had with that game. Other than I think you and I talked about Soul Calibur having the clash that you didn't like, you didn't, didn't love. I like that at all. Yeah. I'm not as in love with the, what's the button? I think it's the bumper. Whatever the big four hit combo is. It's a little too. It felt a little too strong. I uh, just like, like it comes. It, it's it. It seemed easier to hit even on ten difficulty on the CPU than I thought it was going to be. And they could hit me easier than I thought. I thought I should be hit. But when other I, than that, what I noticed with this game is you can get away with going like triangle, 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 and then right. R one, R one, R one, and you can chain together all those hits. Um. But what I realized is the game's damage. This is why the tutorial was so good because you go, oh, because they show like critical it, stuns. They show, yeah, yeah, yeah. Once you hit this certain attack, if you keep switching up your inputs, you do more chip damage over time. Yeah. So I could yeah. do a seven hit combo of triangle, 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 circle, 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 and boom, I, I knock out an eighth of his health bar. I'm like, yeah, seven hit combo. That felt great, which is why I said accessible, explosive action feels good to fight as. But then there's depth where if I go like 
up up kick then towards punch punch yeah. away punch back you do kick, more kick do more damage and it feels yeah. good because i i yeah. invested in that and so that's what separates you from a spammer versus someone who knows what they're doing plus yeah. when you incorporate the hold system which is all counters where if you know someone's spamming that same body punch you just press back square you flip them right over you do a ton of damage to them did you feel that the i felt the combo was a li- or the i'm sorry the counter was a little uh wide for the timing though so i yeah, was able to counter think, yeah people it, pretty fucking easy it was that- but i think there's two things that i like about it is because i maybe they didn't change it could just be me because i play a lot of fighters now more than i ever have so maybe i've just gotten better but um i wouldn't say i'm a project by any means by the way so that's why i say i feel they increased the window because in five it seemed very very short and mm-hmm. you get punished if you get caught in a window really mm-hmm. badly. Yeah. Like, you know, yeah, if, if you sure. go for a counter and you miss and someone does a throw attack on you, you lose literally a quarter of your health bar. Yeah. So you can really pay the price, which is why I think they increased the window. And also, I think it allowed for a little more, just a little bit more speed in the punches because you have to really know the character who you're fighting against to know the animation that might come next so you know where to hold. And if you yeah. don't know where to hold, there's a lot of quick, like, bang, bang, bang. And it's like, fuck, if I hold twice and I get hit both times, I just lost a ton of health. So I love the feints, too, and, like, the ability to fucking can- cancel and all that stuff. Yeah. It looked, it was a little shorter of a cancel than I thought it was going to be time-wise, um, which is fine. But uh, the, I also liked, there's a lot of moves in that, like you said, where their animation will trick you into thinking the hit's going to be mm-hmm. on, like, the one, we, in martial arts, we use a one beat or a two beat. But it's like you'll go, oh, that's a one-beat hit, like it's a normal jab, but instead it's like, it looks like a jab, and then he spins. Right. And if you're fucking, if you if you are thinking it's a jab, and it looks like a jab until he, like, goes, whoop, and then spins, and you're like, fuck, that's not the jab, that's the mm-hmm. back spin kit, or the back spin four-knuckle fist. Uh, I really dug that. I also like the level transitions. Even though there yeah. weren't, is, am I, I feel like I'm going crazy. I thought the past games had a level transition for every game level but i i think i was wrong i i only got like out of all the mish uh, of all the levels i only think i hit like five or six where um, you go to another where you fall and go to another like you get attacked stage, by the squid there is one stage that's huge uh which i thought was the squid really one cool it, it was one where you start off in a street and then you can kick someone over like a like one of the uh the berms silver cylinder blocks that you put on the edge of a road i forgot what it's called mm-hmm. You kick them over that, and then on the other side, it's like the outside of a movie theater, and there's like a whole dance Saw that, floor, yeah. and you can like slam yeah. them on it and do bonus damage, and it turns into like a whole different fight, which I really liked. Uh, there's one where you're on like the top of a building, and I lost a fucking fight online last night because of this, because I was kicking someone's ass, and the motherfucker jump kicked me, and I just rolled down this scaffolding for like an hour. <laughs> I know that. Building. I know yeah. the one. I yeah. know the one. Yeah. And I fucking yep. lost. I was like, God damn it. Um... But yeah, some of them are like there's a there's one in the jungle where you can get kicked into a um I think it's like a a giant dinosaur egg and when you hit into it 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 cracks and then a pterodactyl like comes in and Never picks saw up that, that person. One. Yeah. Never saw and that. And then um there's the one on in the parking lot where you start off in this little lot and if you hit someone against the car it blows up and you can actually time it stun them and then kick yeah. them again into the next car and yeah that was cool yeah so i i think what they did was they shortened they, they made the stages bigger and added more transitions but i think there's less stages because a lot of them mm. are like tight rings 
um, mm-hmm. that do a lot of bonus damage if you hit your opponent into the wall, which I think adds a little more intensity. But it hasn't really set the world on fire review-wise. Not a lot of people are crazy about it. I really like it. I know. It. I saw that. I liked it. Um, I didn't get a chance to review it. I did get a review copy. I just didn't have the chance. Mm-hmm. And I agree. It. I like. I Overall, I, I actually think it's a really, really competent, if not very fun fighter. I haven't got to play with friends it's on the, best the same couch. This year. <laughs> I mean, yeah. when you got Jump Force is the only other one true all right like i think it's i think it's the strongest one i will say their cosmetics leave a lot to be desired yeah if there's anything in that game that i was not happy with it was when i realized that even while doing amazing it was going to take a long time to unlock stuff and mm-hmm. wasn't really in love with most of the unlocks overall mm-hmm. like i think they just didn't grab i agree yeah, and i think a lot of that banks on how much i, I I say this in the least disrespectful way, but uh, like fan servicey stuff you like, because some of the objects mm-hmm. you'll see and you'll be like, oh man, like oh shit, you know, because like I I don't care, but like I have some friends who are like, oh shit, let's go, I'm gonna I'm gonna get her in that, and I'm like, all right, like, go for it, man, I don't care, but um, you know, I think that's the type of stuff that sell at least some people on the game, some people sure. get, yeah, it. yeah, and I think some people there are some outfits in that game that are really cool. But, um, you know, some of them are more, like, nostalgia-evoking. Like, for me, I played a ton of DMC3 when I was younger. Um, and I remember, like, he told me, who I use still to this day, they have her classic outfit. You know, with, like, yeah. a white tank top, pink strap, uh, like, bootcut jeans. And I'm like, I want to get that, because that reminds me of when I first started playing this series, right? Um, so that's kind of, like, where I stand on it. But I agree. I think the cosmetics aren't personally that great. I got, I did get the dude, uh, Chun-Li. I got his uh, little fucking... Bruce Lee, it was from Enter the Dragon. Mm. Uh, they were wearing, like, dude, I'm telling you, it's, it's basically a jock strap with a black patch over your dick. Ugh. And I got that. So that was good. the so first good. one I got. It's it's so wrong. It's so wrong. But it's hilarious <laughs> because, speaking of fan service, like, when we saw that, everybody knew. The Bruce Lee one in the yellow suit, everybody right. knows that one. Right. But this one's a little less known and, fr- and it's still from a popular movie, but not necessarily the most popular fight. And uh, I got it. It was oh, so wrong when he walks out and he's doing split kicks and shit. And you're like, seriously, man. <laughs> like, that's just that's just not right. But yeah, it's good. I, I do find that um, it's a little... I also find that I thought the 3D movement, and this might be the best 3D movement in a fighter in a long time. It was Absolutely. easier to initiate. Yeah, and I, I loved that because I, I hate it in most games. Yeah. yeah. In most games, double tapping does... You're always wondering if it's going to work right. And in yeah. this one, I never felt like, oh, he's not going to move 3D-wise. Instead, mm. they almost always did. Yep, I agree. And and it felt like 3D mechanics were useful. If you press, like, towards the screen or away from the screen, yep. R1, you'll, like, sidestep. And yep. I realized how many people just fight straight, like, 2D. Yeah. And if you're sidestepping, right. you can you can really get some yep. extra hits on So, yeah, I, I, I like the game a lot, personally. And that's what I was sort of getting at when we were talking about DMC5 is, I you know, I got these games I'm playing. I got to beat Metro. I think once I beat Metro, I'll pick this one up. Um, but I just wanted to know if if it was really like all it was, you know, cracked up to be based off what I. I, I could not believe, dude. I could not believe the reviews, like, because mm. I thought it was just me. You know, you know how it is. If you've got the game and you're, you're your not really role. supposed to, other than you and I, and that's pretty much it. That I talk to, I don't talk to people about the games usually. You know, you're usually usually pretty quiet about it. Yeah, and I was on my own, and I was just like. 
I thought it was awesome, but I was all that's it's gonna be weird to see, you know, there's certain issues. Like I said, the level design is not amazing. It won't light it will not light any fucking things on fire. But <laughs> I was I was really surprised when everybody went live to see that like there was a, a very you know how you always have the the one guy who reviews it a two out of ten. Yeah, I like that one outlier. Yep. And a ten, and there's always the two out of ten. This was the first one where I looked and I was like, whoa. Mm-hmm. Like the low is a seven or a six point five, and even there, like this is actually really good, which surprised me. Yeah, in yeah. a good way. I'm glad it's doing well, though. Yeah, it's it's mm-hmm. one that you know. I, for those who are wondering about my coverage, without getting too detailed, pretty much myself and a lot of other creators were like denied a copy for limited or like limited availability. Uh, so pretty much like I was planning on hoping to review that one, but there's been some changes with review copies as of late. Like we heard Sekiro. It's not going to, according to Spawn Wave, he put it on Twitter, that Sekiro's... Oh, no, it's for sure. Yeah, and I was just, I saw that, I was like, man, they really, I feel like the review process is getting more and more neutered. I thought it was me, by the way, (laughs) because I was talking to somebody, and I was like, hey, I'm trying to schedule out, and they were like, well, it sounds like it's, and they were like, it sounds like it's not coming out until a day or so. So I told them my Discord, I'm like, probably, probably journalists only, looks like, you know, no YouTubers, most likely, or very few, or myself, maybe not, and then... Like, everybody else I was talking to was like, no, dude, I just got it, too. I just got informed. Like, it's... Mm-hmm. It, it, I'm going to be honest, Maddie. I'll, well, we can talk about it or we don't have to talk about it. But I, I have some issues with the preview coverage, in fact. Some pretty heinous issues with the preview coverage. And I'm wondering if this change, since it happened the same day the preview coverage, is connected. But it could just be me. I mean, yeah, you can go and do it, by all means. So, We don't dance okay. around topics on this show. <laughs> we don't, but... This is going to sound weird coming from me. IGN's got the best video by far, first of all, which you can't believe I'm saying. For? Sekiro's preview. Gotcha. It's like night and day. And I saw three videos where people are like, you can't do this, it's super hard, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. IGN's video shows not only that what the other videos said were wrong, completely wrong, like not maybe wrong, but what they were saying you cannot do, you absolutely can but the IGN video, the guy was very good. And it, of all people, one of my Discord people was like, people were passing a couple of videos around and they were like, stealth is hard, blah, 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 blah. And I was like, okay, you know, it, it's a super hard game. And then this video came up and it was one of those moments where like, the fu- did they play two fucking different games? Because mm-hmm. this person over here or these people are saying, you can't do this, you can't do that, you need to do this. And the IGN video, I can't believe I'm saying this, the IGN video, the guy was really good. And he was not only really good, he showed by being good and doing particular things that what many people are supposed to know what they're talking about were saying was absolutely wrong and factually wrong. Gotcha. So, for example, there were multiple people saying, you can't do this kind of role, uh, you have to do this and this. And the IGN guy was, like, doing that all the time. He's like, fucking, yes, you can. And it was weird. And somebody was like, oh, you can't do stealth. It's, the game's super hard. Stealth barely works. This guy stealth three people in a row. Like, just, and I'm like, and I swear to shit, Maddie, it was, it was almost like they had seen the other video and were like, no, nope, you're wrong. Mm-hmm. And done their, that's not what happened because they all released at the same time. But it was funny. And I, I implore anybody, whoever you follow, to, it's going to sound weird. Check out the IGN video because, I mean, everybody in my Discord was like, what the fuck? Like, one person looked like they didn't know what they were doing, and this person looked like they had actually paid attention. And it was – there was a lot of misinformation. I think 
This brings up a couple of things with preview events. I'll start off with number one is misinformation, I, I think, is, is so unacceptable because you have access to developers and people who, yeah, maybe they have PR-loaded statements, but you have access to information. So if you're unsure about something, you don't draw your own conclusion. You literally ask someone there. You literally I, ask. I literally always bring a notepad. With I've been to multiple preview events. I bring a notepad, and if I got a question, I write that fucking answer down. Because, you yeah. know, sometimes the gameplay you get doesn't show it. It's not like I'm in my bedroom here where I'm making a video and I'm like, oh, I don't have gameplay to represent this that I'm talking about. I'll go fire up the game and grab that because right. I know it's there. Sometimes you miss your chance in word of mouth. If you just assume that's not there, it's better just to confirm that. So I don't know why these people go to preview events and don't confirm information and just go based off assumption alone because something doesn't work out that way. Number two, I think hard video games bring out the worst in coverage. Because so do I. when people don't understand something, they get mad. And when they get mad, they feel it's like almost justified to shit on a game, pretty much. Not saying that that's what the coverage was, but they don't care nearly as much if they get it wrong. Because something about hard games brings out the worst in people. I don't know what the fuck yeah. it is. Or they use it as an excuse. Yeah. And they'll be like, oh, it's hard. So you can't do this or that. And I'm yeah. telling you, dude, I, I mean, I, so I don't know if you remember, but I'm not actually super high on Sekiro. I never have been. I've never been incredibly excited at all. I'm, I'm excited. And, for, I don't know how to word it. It's, it's Activision. I'm not. I'm not. Yeah, and I'm a fan of Neo, for instance. Same. I really liked a lot of Neo. So I was not excited about Sekiro, and I saw three videos on the preview day. And then I saw this video, and I quite literally, my interest rose fucking 50 points. It went from like, because they were saying like, oh, it's super, it's like, and I guess they've said it's hard, but I'm going to tell you right now, Maddie. every time somebody tells me their game is hard, I don't know if I'm motor set to go, okay, bitch, or what. But every time that's come up, it's never been as hard. Anywhere near as hard as they've said it was. Mm -hmm. And that is exactly what this indicates to me, is that I hope people don't go into it going, oh, man, it's going to be fucking almost impossible because the, what I saw showed that it's going to be exactly what we should have expected prior to that statement, it, is that it's going to require technique and a thought process. But they were showing animations that, dude, my grandmother could have fucking jumped out of the way. Like, no, no lie. I'm not, I'm, and there's nothing wrong with that because they hit you, they do a ton of damage. That's the way it should be. Um, but I don't like preview events, man. I'm, get, I'm starting to get even more negative towards them because I also have been to ones where they're like, please don't say, you know, they don't say, don't say anything negative, but they're, you know, it's like, oh, well, everything will be fixed. And you're all, no, it won't. It's mm -hmm. ne not everything's ever been fixed at any preview event, right? Look at you doing Metro. You had some issues, some stuck. And some some were fixed, but yeah. some were not. And to me, I'm dude. I'm really starting. I'm really starting to feel that that's where a lot of the problems are coming from. Is these preview events where there people aren't checking, like you said, ask a fucking question, and it's don't like always school, believe. Bro. It reminds me of school. It you does. It does. Raise, raise your hand. Ask the teacher. It's the same yeah. concept here at a preview event. Yeah, and it does the game a disservice because I'm going to tell you the difference between the footage was fucking night and day. One made it look like a janky mess, which was easier to see the problems in. And the other was a person playing a game. And you were like, I get it now. And now, again, I had a thought. I, it really raised my level. I had a thought. And this, this, I'm not going all conspiracy mode, but I know there's a pipeline to how content's produced when it comes to a big website right it's not like you or i where we're in our house you make the video you render the video you make the thumbnail you save the file you upload it it's all yeah. under our control 
do you think possibly what would happen here is they had an opinion they wrote the piece they voiced the piece you get all the footage to support that or you submit that it gets approved and then you hear from like maybe another friend in the press like x y and z is, is actually like that is in the game or that works in the game this way and your piece is now factually incorrect so mm -hmm. do you delay on a day where everyone's going to be posting their coverage and your site and your job can uh, benefit from it or do you provide gameplay supplementing your piece so therefore your stance is justified so to speak right man no no way i would i would not put the piece out there right i know i agree i, I agree entirely yeah. i'm saying i would not be surprised I, yeah i guess i wouldn't either if they had something in the pipeline they're like oh fuck all right supply the gameplay that makes that script make the most sense right yeah it's true it uh, yeah i i mean but dude I, it's god how do i describe it imagine maddie if you and i were playing a game and you said there was no jump and I'm like, it's A, dude. Fucking press A. That's the way I feel I saw. And so I don't know. I, 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 I don't know. And I, all I can say is check the – if you want to see somebody play the game very well, I can't believe I'm saying this, you should check out the IGN video because the guy's doing some stuff that looks very fun, makes the game look much more fluid, something I've had an issue with. Um, there's some other videos out there that call into question how it all came about and have wrong, legitimately wrong information. Um, so yeah, yeah, it could have happened that way. It would be sad though, because it does a disservice to a game that is hinging on the very things you're saying do or don't exist. So it's not like a shooter where you can say the story's bad. Well, that's nebulous. You and I've liked different stories. This is where like, this doesn't exist or this isn't possible. And somebody's like, uh, yeah, it is, it's right there. That bothers me because I feel it does a disservice to the game. And I don't know how it ever happened. Also, you and I both know this. Don't believe the developer. Sorry. Don't. I mean, I, I don't even think... I mean, I, I we're not even saying they're to, lying. Just don't believe them. I think back to the most recent preview I went, event I went to, which was Fallout 76, and I was told at the event that the reason it was skipping around and not functioning properly was because the it was a two-week-old build, and that launch, the build will be yeah. fully functional. And I like sat there and was like, no. no I crew, too. Crew 2 did their beta, and you couldn't even crew up in a game called The Crew. Yeah. And they were like, nah, it's, it's, this is a fucking month-old beta, and it wasn't. And that's why I think if you do go to the previews, make sure that whatever coverage you're giving is very, um, this, like, not this is what I saw, but, like, you almost have to say this is what I know, and then this is some things that I think or something. Like, and I don't know, maybe, yeah. maybe there was something about this preview event that was weird, I mean, but... If there's one thing I realized when I was going through, for example, the Reset Era thread of people's thoughts on Days Gone, it was that all of them are like press, website, website, website. And yeah. I think the only YouTuber I saw who posted something, not saying he was the only one there, but was Skill Up. It was the only mm -hmm. one I saw who posted a video about like, here's our thoughts on Days Gone. And to me, I think that flags that a lot of companies, when you look at what happened with the review copy, for not only Sekiro, but for me and some other YouTubers, Devil May Cry, um, I think independent creators aren't picked as often. And I'll say that in a yeah. bitchy way. 
you know, I'm grateful for any opportunity I get. I'll be the first to, to I'll, I'll go to preview events. You know, I get your stance on it, but I'll go because I feel I give, you know, honest coverage and that people, I want to be there because I know situations like this Sekiro thing will happen um, mm-hmm. where, where people will gas up a game or, or, or completely berate a game when they're incorrect. Um, mm. And I, 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 I'm not saying that like in an opinionated way, but factually speaking. Um, so that's why I like to go there to those things. But um, I just feel like because there are people like me, plenty of people like me who are like, I want to go to this preview event. I want to play the game. Of course, yeah, that's exciting. But I want to dissect it, see what it's all about, and report to right. people if they should care or not. And I, companies, naturally, they, they want as much positive PR as possible. Wicked Day's gone and all the press. I'm sorry, but I'm sorry. Yeah. You've got to take one look at that. Yeah, it's a very odd yeah, it's a very odd situation with Sekiro in particular. Mm. And I, I hope people, um, I, unfortunately, with the review thing, that even puts more, not question, like it's not conspiracy, but puts it even more difficulty in ascertaining what exactly is going on with that game until after it's already available for, for purchase. Yeah. And we've talked about this before, you know, sometimes does a company, and I'm not even talking about Sekiro now, just any game, you know, do they hold off on previews and review events. That way they just sort of bank on the laziness of a person who's unhappy with a game mm. too. Mm. Cause like you sell it, how many steps do you have to go through to get a refund through Sony shit done? So if you're many. ever going to get one, right. If you are even going to get one. Yeah. So it's like, you know, some of these companies and I, I just mentioned them just because again, not connected to hero. Uh, it just, all this stuff all happening at once makes me like, it, it makes me frustrated, not in a conspiratorial way, but in just in a, God damn it. Like, I would like for people to know the data, as much data as possible before a purchase. Mm-hmm. Um, even if even if it's not even, like, I don't even care if it's mine. I just want the fucking, like, that's why I'm saying go check IGN, of all people, or all companies, go check their, because they showed something yeah, that yeah. was accurate. And it's like, to me, that's far more important than, like, me getting whatever thousands of views like shit go I do the because same shit all the time cover like, the game but mainly like I'll, I'll shout people out in my gameplay video or my videos in general like i'll put their the source of like if i borrow some gameplay or something mm-hmm. like that or if i get an inspiration from some idea I'll, I'll cite who it's from but more than anything on twitch like when i'm talking about just you know because it's much more casual it's much like you know it's not like a video where it's got to have a focus in my opinion um right we're on Twitch, like people, and you know, I'll talk about other creators and all their stuff. And like, I'm not, I'm usually directing people out of my channel, which I don't think is very business savvy. But like, at the end of the day, if someone's providing like a good service, you know, I've been covering a bunch of Borderlands 3, I'll be like, yeah, go check out Submato because like he does yeah, good stuff. Exactly. Too, and he's growing. Exactly. And it's like, go, go give him a look. You know, he does a lot of Borderlands 3 stuff. So it's, yep. you know, that's, that's the type of stuff I feel that benefits everybody because, uh, you know, while gaming is competitive, I don't think. Uh, in a sense, competitive, I should say. I don't think that our platform's competitive, where we benefit most off just working together, being friends, like yeah, humans. Yeah, you know? <laughs> yeah. It, it it works so much better if you if you don't treat it like some kind of boxing match. Exactly. A, a lot of people do, and um, my hope is is that you know they maybe maybe right mm-hmm. maybe they decided they didn't need to do early review because they're very 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 happy. That's totally fine too. Could Nothing be wrong with situation. that. I think that's could. Remote, yep, the one it that could be just of. timing, development. It's like, oh, we've, you know, we're only going to be ready one or two days ahead. Also, we've seen where somebody has told us directly they're not doing early 
copies, and then three or four, five, six days ahead, we do get one because the devs are happy. That could also be happening too. Mm -hmm. Very easily could be happening. So I'm just crossing my fingers because, again, I went from not actually being interested in this to going, whoa, when I saw a video I didn't expect to do that from just because of the history of, t of Cuphead and other things where you're like, mm, yeah, 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 you know. Yeah. 100%. So I'm, my fingers are crossed on that. All right. Time will tell if Sekiro pans out. Now we shift over to our final topic of the show, which is Nintendo mobile games. I thought this one was really interesting. I don't think there's a lot to go off of here, but it's still a really interesting stance, I guess, would be the best way to put it. So the report is Nintendo requests mobile game partners prevent players from spending too much. From spending too much. Mobile games. How fucking insane. Okay, so... According to a report from the Wall Street Journal, Nintendo has prevented partners from going too far with certain revenue models to prevent players from spending too much on their games. Nintendo's chief concern appears to be maintaining brand image and worrying that pursuing whales, a popular term for players that spend exponentially more money than most users, will make Nintendo look craven rather than their normal family-friendly reputation. In the report, Cyber Agent Inc., a parent company of Psy Games, which co-developed Dragalia Lost with Nintendo, confirmed that Nintendo has been preventing them from using tactics they know will make more money. God, that sounds that sounds venomous right there, bro. They're like, it we, does, it does. We know how to make more. They're not letting us. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Holy shit. Okay. Uh, Nintendo is not interested in making a large amount of revenue from a single smartphone game, a cyber agent official told Wall Street Journal. If we managed the game alone, we would have made a lot more. The official also confirmed that Dragalia Lost is performing under expectations in revenue per player, adding that, uh, adding that Nintendo asked the company to alter in-game lotteries in response to players complaining it was too difficult to unlock rare characters. Uh, Nintendo themselves have indicated that most of their smartphone offerings are not performing well on their own. Uh, Miyamoto admitted that the fixed cost model for Super Mario Run did not produce what they would call a success, but cautioned even then to avoid exploitive pricing models at all costs. Similar, similarly, uh, or perhaps conversely, Nintendo has seen quite a bit of success from the gotcha-like Fire Emblem Heroes, um, which seems to be their biggest mobile success story. Their next mobile game, Mario Kart Tour, has been delayed into the summer. Nintendo hasn't detailed the monetization model for that game yet but they have referred to it as free to start which aligns with super mario runs model man that <laughs> that cracks me up what the cyber agent official said nintendo is not interested in making a large amount of revenue from a single smartphone game holy fuck <laughs> imagine that bro holy shit i don't know why Makes i get such a kick out of that makes me wonder if like they're trying to make sure that they don't it, it, like i wonder if a lot of these companies are starting to get a little nervous because of all the legalities and stuff and so they're like we need to like, push back so that boxes and and how those are getting shut down yeah because i don't know if you heard today but somebody brought up today that um the that people in the government were saying we need to start looking at steam and remove and controlling steam Wow. Because of a game that was going to come out on it, which didn't, by the way. The system worked exactly how it was supposed to. Um, but that worries me because you don't want state regulation. And funny enough, Jap Japan has a bunch of regulation and they probably don't want more. And right. so it makes sense in the long run to go, dude, don't, don't make it super difficult. Because if you do and the government steps in, the government doesn't fucking waste time, Maddie. Like the government's Shut like, fuck you. Down. 
Oh, dude, yeah, they're like, oh, Nevada's the only place where fucking, you know, like, gambling's legal here or whatever. You know, they're just like, no, you, no one else can. You're done. Mm -hmm. And so to me, I think that these companies, not in a uh, compassionate way, are looking at it and going, fuck. Like, we don't want people stepping in, so let's yeah. let's sort of control it. sounds funny because you don't – you rarely ever hear that shit, but I think it's sort of cool that – you know, companies are, are sort of eyeing it and be, it, it sort of sucks. Cause it's a weird, sl let's slowly bleed them, yeah. you know, kind of way, but it's, it's very strange. Um, cause it's almost like they're maintaining a free market, but controlling their market at the same time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's it's exactly right. It's very, it's just what I'm saying. It's, it's very, it's very weird. It's weird. <laughs> it's weird. I, you know, I've never seen anything like that. I, I guess Nintendo is in a situation where they don't need to gut people for cash either. They have plenty right. of money to sit on where yep. I think they're, they're taking, and I don't say this because they're not gutting people for cash, but I think they're taking the right approach in the sense of they are clearly experimenting a lot. They're like, let's try a paid yeah. model for fixed cost. Let's try a uh, free to play, which uh, with rare characters and building off of that, which is fire emblem heroes. And that seems to be doing well. Um, apparently I heard that that made like 35 to 40 million and they're like, yeah, I guess that's a success. I'm like, Jesus Christ. If that's, if that's not successful, I don't know what the fuck is. Um, cause I can't imagine that's a game that costs a ton to make, but I guess they're looking for like that mobile hit, like that thing that yeah. is a fallout shelter, I guess would be the first one I go to. Um, I don't play a ton of mobile games, so I, I guess like maybe a, a Marvel strike force, I wouldn't call that a hit. Um, but I know that's a popular one, a Star Wars Galaxy of Heroes. I told you that was the game. I told you Marvel was the game I was trying to tell you about, but it, I didn't know you were talking about the same game as me. Did I Did I ever tell you that? You never finally? did. About five podcasts ago when you were talking about that game, I was like, there's this one game I played, and I thought it was Netmarble, and I was like, it's got blah, 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 and it's like this and this, and then I went back and listened to the podcast, and I was like, wait. And then I looked on my phone, and I'm like, that's the fucking... <laughs> we're playing the same yeah. exact fucking game. We were just explaining two different parts of the exact game, that's why. and I love it. I love it as well. I But, I would, dude, I bet you that's a hit, though. I know. You so. don't... You, dude, that seems... It's been around for a while, and it's fucking really good. They keep like, adding characters right after movies they, release. Yeah, right? Like, they're they're not... That game seems like it's doing well. Of course, I said the same thing about Marvel Heroes, and they shut that one down. That one, dude. I have that sitting in my PS4 library. Me too. So not like, deleting it. Yeah, I'm just like, yeah. no, it's it's staying there. I refuse to yep. let it die. I, I, I agree. I will not delete that from my Xbox. I actually loved that game. Dude, that's the thing. I used to... I, I remember to a fucking T the night I said... It, I think it was... August of when did the game get shut down? Was it two years ago? Two years ago now, yeah. And when was it? I think because I, I think I said this. Yeah, it was fall. It was fall. I think I said because no, we started. Okay, it was like July 2017. I was just like, yo, imagine if they did Diablo cross Marvel, and then I went to free to play because I had nothing to play. It was the summer, nothing and there it was, was out, and there I see Marvel Heroes, and I look at the fucking screenshots. I'm like, overhead, beat em up, loot powers i was like oh fuck i was like this is what yeah. i dreamed of that shit was so good i and i thought the yep. cutscenes, like the, the comic book style cutscenes, were great that was such an underrated game i, I still want I'm you to try out flopped. dc universe online because hmm. dude it's 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 basically the same thing but more of a world of warcraft viewpoint third person I and it really long ago really yeah because yeah because it was a ps3 game 
It was a PS3 game. I played it on PC, and I think... How long has it been around? Oh, 2013, I think. So I had to have six, played it. seven, yeah, yeah. But I they updated the graphics recently, and I fucking I still play it. It's the only what do you call it? I get the only um, replacement I get for for the Heroes game. Gotcha. Because I, dude, that I, there isn't any other game like that Heroes game. Mm-hmm. There really isn't, and like it, it, it's so weird, dude, because they don't have the marketing right. You don't hear about DC Universe Online unless I'm talking about it, I, right? You don't. That is there's no entirely accurate, actually, <laughs> right? Yeah, and I didn't hear about fucking heroes until I, I'm pretty sure it was a patron who wanted to do a game together. And matter of fact, his name's Jason. I remember, and he was like, "Dude, I want to play this heroes mm-hmm. game." And I was like, "All right." And we played it. And I'm like, "The fuck! This game is awesome! Like, what's ha- how do there's no no one's even talking about it? How I remember fucking... I downloaded, I played it. I was like, "Dude, this is good." My friend Brian downloads it. He plays it. He's like, "Wow! All right." Yeah. And then yeah. My friend Connor hops on, and my friend never hops on. They're like, okay, I like this. Now, yeah. I stayed playing it. Brian stayed playing they, it. They dropped off. But they dropped still, off, yeah. I digress. They, great game. Great experience. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, Nintendo that, yeah, that uh, not getting people for cash. Pretty much the yeah, gist it's of good. the story. Yeah, no, it's no good regardless of the that. reason, right? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, like, there's not much you can... We, we'll never know what they were thinking, but I think overall it's the best best plan. Don't gut people. Agreed, agreed. All right. Well, that'll do it for episode 193 of the Ham Radio Podcast. We hope all of you enjoyed this listen, and we will catch you guys next week. Peace out. Peace out.